Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. We all know the cry room too well at church, the place we don't want to go. But feel we have to because of our situation. As Catholic families, many parts of our life can feel like a virtual cry room. We're stuck and don't know how to get out. Host Joe Holt and John Cox will discuss these current challenges affecting today's families. And provide practical solutions so you are no longer stuck in the cry room. Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. I am Joe Holt. And John Cox. And we are rejoined with our guest, Mandy Cox. Mandy, we're so happy that you're here with us. Thanks. I'm happy to be back. We felt it would be a great opportunity to have a discussion or share some stories about our journey with potty training. A little bit of potty talk today. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) And, you know, although our kids are past the age of potty training, the stories that we share might help those who are right now trying to make that decision if today's a good time. Um, And if your kids are beyond the age like ours, maybe you can just sit back and and laugh along (laughs) and remember your own struggles with the topic. I'm trying to remember... Like trying to remember what size diapers they've had. Oh. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh my heavens! Which you mean like the three, four, five, five like yeah. that numbers? Since we had, we had, we had um, our four kids, and they're all different sizes. Oh my gosh! You had to have like a huge storage room with like every size available mm-hmm. at the same time. Or we just put them all in whatever size that was <laughs> in the house. Three size three is a pretty good. Hey honey, off. honey, do these preemie uh, diapers work? Can we, can we use this? For Did you ever like? I have duct tape on hold because I need to put the kids in the number five, but it just doesn't fit. So let me just wrap this duct tape around. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, this might be a traumatic reliving of some memories too today. My it, goodness. It might be. Mm-hmm. Do you want to lead us in a prayer, John? Sure. I don't know <laughs> how to... Call on the spirit for this one. This is going to be a one. challenge. <laughs> how about just to be present with us today? Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts and we thank you for the gift of life and the gift of children and the gift of youth. Uh, we ask that Our children continue to bring smiles upon our faces and bring us joy and happiness and that they teach us to remember why we're here and that's to love and to serve God um, with absolute simplicity. So we ask as parents and as adults that we learn from our children how to love as our little children do at times with simplicity and sincerity and purity. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Okay, Mandy, what is the earliest or the your most favorite memory of potty training your kids? How do you have a favorite memory? Well, you know, it's something that when you think back, it just makes you laugh. I was going to say cringe, but okay. Cringe, yeah, or you could be cringe, right? <laughs> oh, well, my goodness. Well, so I had a very good dear friend, um, and she's still a dear friend who we lived close to each other at this time. And she, the way I would describe her house was like at any moment, if her husband came home and said, I think we should put our house on the market, she could have said, great, we'll do that tonight. Like her house looked like a, Immaculate. Model, a model home. Wow. Like, you know, most of us would have to panic. Not, not my sweet friend, Cindy. Cindy's house was beautiful. And she only had one little one at the time. And she was going to come over to my house. And at that time, I had probably (laughs) three kids. I probably had three little, little kiddos. And um, 
I'm running around cleaning like a maniac because unlike Cindy's house, my house was not ready for anyone to come in probably at any point. And uh, so I'm running around cleaning and the kids are ironically very quiet and kind of (laughs) non-present. And you know, you know something's up. Do you yeah. you? I mean, that would occupy all of my thoughts immediately. Like, what did they do? Because, yeah. well, it oh, didn't take long it for didn't me to long. recognize what was happening. <laughs> so I'm cleaning and I'm cleaning and looking good. They're leaving me alone. I'm happy. And um, I start walking down the hallway towards their room and I can smell very noticeable, pungent smell. And um, I thought, okay, diaper change time, you know, because this this little one was getting old enough that we were on the verge of potty training, kind of that in between. I'm glad you are. Um, I'm glad you're protecting the child. You know, yeah, not saying not the name. Saying that, the that's name. really important because I think this conversation might embarrass our children. So yes. I'm going to really try hard not to say names. We're going to try not to. So unfortunately, both of us only have one boy. So if we mention that it was a boy, that's true. The listeners will know which uh, child for sure. we're speaking yeah. of. Yeah, uh, you're right. The girls are a little more mm-hmm. yeah, um, anonymous. So as I'm walking down the hallway, the smell is getting stronger and stronger, and I come into the room, and this child had removed their diaper. Oh, no. And had, they definitely had definitely needed a diaper change, but I didn't get there on time. And so it was smeared on the walls, oh, no. behind the door, in the carpet. I felt oh. like for like three days I kept discovering other places that oh, this child no. found it. So the child thought that this was finger paint. Absolutely. Once you're in, you're in, I guess. Oh, I mean, no. you're not going to back up there. So, And we're talking yeah. about the color brown finger paint. Mm, and blackish, you know, it was not good. So that's one of my... Memorable moments around potty oh, potty training so topics. Yeah. And, and what time did your friends show up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I must have blacked out. I don't remember much after that. I think it was only like ten or fifteen minutes later. Yeah. So it was a little bit of panic there. So yeah, that's one of my favorite stories. Oh uh, my! What so, about you? Uh, wait, yes. was that child in the middle of potty training at yeah, the time, or is that enough. when you knew the child was ready yeah, to potty train? I think train? that was probably the point at which I was like, and we're done. <laughs> no longer wear a diaper. <laughs> Apparently, you know what that is, and oh. a lot of experience. So that's my story. What about you? You know, I, I tried to think back about my three kids, and definitely I remember one child's journey with potty training more than any of the other (laughs) this child took very easily to number one Mm -hmm. right you know to making sure that got into the toilet number two it was like a fear it was like such a scary thing the child did not want to allow number two to come out in the toilet yes for some reason hiding in the corner of a room was Mm -hmm. like a, a better thing to do so i would always be like a scout you know, imagine like a scout with like some type of like a troop and you're always on the lookout for cues of things. And so when I would come into the room and I saw this child in the corner, Mm -hmm. into the poop corner, we call Mm -hmm. it the poop corner. I think that's appropriate. Because the child always went to the same corner to poop. Now, this kind of reminds me of a dog. 
right? Yeah. I'm not trying to say my kids are dogs, but isn't it very interesting when we think back as parents and how <laughs> they've marked their territory? I feel like you should have just moved the little potty chair to that corner. I feel like you would have saved yourself from heartache. Possibly. I didn't think about it. I didn't I think know. about it at the time. That would have made more sense. So when I saw the child in the corner with that face, yes. as you know, we, we know what face we're talking mm-hmm. about. I, you know, um, I, I would say, oh, no, no, no. I would go and to approach the child quickly to pick up the child to bring it into the bathroom to put it on put the child on the toilet yeah (laughs) trying not to say much identity (laughs) and it's a fight it's a struggle no 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 i don't want to do it but whenever you know then it came out in the toilet it was a lot easier sure so i it's interesting because people will always give you advice And what's the right way to do it? And, you know, have the child, um, you know, be naked for a couple of days. Yes, there's uh, now like potty training boot camp is what they call it. Really? like you hunker down for three days. Yes. Like you take a day off work even if you need to. Oh, you would need to. Like you are intense potty training. Yeah. I think it was, I'm going to say that I think it was easier going through the potty training process, like the beginning part. Then it was to finally say, now's the time to just be in the underwear. Because after they went into the underwear, then you're like, okay, are they going to go through the underwear? Yes. Do I need to change? have been the best invention for parents. Pull-ups. For kids that like pull-ups. But see, some kids recognize that it's still a diaper. Um, I had four kids under four. And then I also often kept other people's children. So our house was full of... All kiddos who were of the potty training age. And so it was busy, you know. I think um, I think my mom tells this story. Um, my aunt had 12 kids in 14 years. Oh, okay? my so goodness. Her oldest son is now a bishop. So it's a great family. But that was back when cloth diapering was Can you imagine? It. Yeah. And so her kids all potty trained very young because my aunt Dee Dee was not interested in mm. cloth diapering mm. multiple children at any given time. And my mom only had, she had my oldest brother and there was a, a good amount of gap before she had, well, for our family, whatever. It was like two and a half years <laughs> before, <laughs> before she had her second. And so she was my brother was probably three and still not potty trained. And my aunt Dee Dee gave my mom the business. She said, you have got to get that boy potty trained. But, but there was a, just a different pressure and a different focus because mm-hmm. mom only had really one, you know? So I think that plays a big role into decision, decision-making that parents go through and families go through as they're trying to decide how this is going to look for us and what, you know, what you can kind of handle at any given point. I think you're right. There is a whole separate conversation and when's the right time. Yeah. And for us, I'm thinking for our first child, uh, I was working. We were both working and we were really looking at his placement in the daycare class. And, you know, there's a big difference between like two and a half and the three year old classroom versus a three and a half year old classroom. And if your child's on the threshold, um, what tips it over is whether or not they're potty trained. And so I was concerned as my first child, wanting to make sure he was always challenged developmentally. Yes. Rookie parent, 
But that's that's exactly where <laughs> my good motive. That's a good motive. Right. So I, I thought, okay, he's he's right here on this threshold. I, I can either leave him in the non um, potty trained you know, classroom, but will that limit his growth and his potential? Or do I try to quickly potty train him so that he can be challenged and meet other kids that will expose him to yeah. more creativity? And I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. It was my first child. Sounded <clears throat> very important though. So I definitely didn't pay attention to cues. You know, it all worked out in the end, no problem. But I think there are some parents that just beat their head against the wall because they're trying to make something fit at a time for them, but not necessarily for the child. And you have to really properly discern that. I yeah. think, right? Do, yeah. you, do you feel you ever made a mistake on the timing of your kids? Yeah, so we would um, sometimes start the potty training process and realize that for this particular child and their personality or my stress level at that point or whatever, that we needed to just give it a or pass. Or her husband's involvement. <laughs> husband's involvement. Um, <laughs> but to just give it a pass for a little bit and to come back around. And I think that was probably a really good lesson for me that – it's okay. It's okay to say, yeah, this is not good. It's not working right now for this kiddo or myself. And so we're just going to give it a little bit more time. And, um, and then also, I mean, this is the balancing act as a parent, even to today of when do we say we are doing this? Like this mm. is the time. And mm-hmm. so cues or not cues or, or the kid wanting to or not wanting to like, there is that push and pull, I feel like, that never actually goes away. It just changes. <laughs> um, of, you know, when, when is it time for me to say, we're doing it whether you want to or not. And when is it time for me to say, hmm, we need to give you a little bit more space or give myself a little bit more space. Like, this is just a stress I can't take on at this moment. And that, I feel, was a big part that played into those years of decision making with potty training. I think also making sure that, both the husband and wife are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For the, the timing. And usually the husband is, whatever you say, honey, you know them best. So I'm on whatever page you tell me. The page. Sometimes. No, when I say, yeah, when I say I'm on your page or I'm on her page. Um, I mean, this is a team effort, yeah. especially when you have multiple kids and they talk about zone defense, right? I mean, if, yes. you, if you are watching all four of your kids, I mean, I would imagine. Is that how it was for the two of you? Zone defense? Zone defense. It wasn't really defense. It was more, <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess that was the hard part. We have, both of us are very two different parents and styles. Okay. So I would line them. I actually, you lined you them up. You would line them up. She lined them up, I think, <laughs> didn't you? I remember seeing the kids line up like, I am, they're going potty today. Everyone is going potty today, whether they like it or not. I remember just seeing the kids all line up like, yes, dear. Listen well, to your mother. I will say... <laughs> This is one blessing that comes from having kids close in age. Mm-hmm. Is there were some things that you could do? They can do, challenge each other. Well, yeah. from a peer pressure standpoint, mm-hmm. like we're all doing A, B, or C. And they were like, oh, okay, I guess we're all doing A, B, and C. So I think I did get that benefit with having um, multiple kids close in age. was yeah. a great gift. But sometimes their personalities mm-hmm. are so very different, right? Like I'm thinking... Andrew was very driven and wanting to grow up faster than I wanted him to grow up. Anna, just taking her time. I mean, literally princess. I'm going to take my time. It happens what it happens for me. Not on your watch, mom, but on mine. But she just never told me what that was. So I had to figure it out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I would imagine that even having your kids close in age, that yeah. was 
a challenge, you know, just kind of looking at that with all their different personalities. And what works for one doesn't work for the other. Oh, it does work. It will work. <laughs> and it has worked. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my father just showed up. Welcome, Dad. Have a seat. I'm not sure what's happening here. They will go potty when I tell them. That's how it works, right? My kids uh, definitely <laughs> were driven more by the reward, the reward mentality. You yes. know, we had the M. I, this sounds maybe unsanitary, but you know, we had the jar of M and M's that were in the bathroom. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Everything about teaching children to potty train is unsanitary. That's very true. Let's let that go. That's very true. But I always felt, you know, you had to be ready, you know, to immediately reward them so they can connect what their accomplishments are at that very moment with the reward that they were receiving. So um, they would get more of the M&Ms if it was number two versus number one. I mean, we did that and that was very helpful. Yes. And then I was parenting when you were guilt tripped big time. If you gave your kids any candy so we did not do candy, Joe. I thought you did. I was, you didn't, no. you you did them. not do, you didn't we bribe them? totally bribed them. How did you reward them? Like a sticker chart? We did. What did we you had you a do? poo-poo sticker chart. <laughs> and so we had a whole poo-poo. Actually, I'm remembering this as we're talking. We had a poo-poo song that we sang. I have no recollection of what it would have been. Oh, I would have loved but to. But we, free to the whole family sing that to us right now. It, especially with the youngest, because <laughs> the youngest came into the family when we had a seven-year-old and a six-year-old and a five-year-old and a four-year-old. So they all were very involved pretty much in everything she's ever done but the potty training was a big deal we had a song everybody sang it a I'm, poo-poo wasn't there like church. a blues clue song oh or maybe the wiggles oh maybe the wiggles no way they had a lot of songs about fruits and vegetables and we were we dancing. were before the wiggles <laughs> <laughs> wiggles were part of it I, I would say probably for Josh, the Wiggles were still. No, it was Thomas like the thing. Tank Engine. Well, maybe he trains liked don't that, poop. but, but everybody trains, poops. But trains, trains don't. don't yeah, that that, <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> no, I would say not. <laughs> I don't think they should not be pooping. Well, then you have to be very strategic as a parent of what shows you're going to want your kids to watch. It's just true. to make sure to get them to poop. It's a true. It's yeah. a true thing. I think so. we should have a count of how many times we're just going to say that word in this Me during too. this podcast. I mean, this is our one podcast you're allowed to. <laughs> okay, so if you looking back, if you had some tips that you could share with kids that are going or parents, either tips for the parent or or tips for the kid, maybe we can start to the three of us share some different ideas. Oh gosh. Like one thing that I heard from people, this was after the fact. I wish I had known about it at the time is when you're going on those car trips to put the potty chair in the car. In the car. And you fold up a diaper uh, in the little bucket so that when they go to the bathroom, it soaks it up and you stop at that rest stop. You can easily toss it and sanitize it and you're good to true. go. I will say one thing we got, and it, it was not... Man, it sounds complicated. I, I don't, <laughs> But if you're the one that's always dumping it's, and cleaning, I mean, I could true. see the benefit of that. Yeah, I I ordered after, oh, I bet this was with my third. I bet that's when this came onto my horizon. A um, foldable uh, adapter for a toilet seat. So, you know, at home, right. you would often have the one that's got the foam, little cushion for their booty and the little handles. Mm-hmm. You can't take that with you everywhere as No, you can't. So this was a plastic, thin little mm. plastic one that folded up that when you were out and about, 
you could unfold it and easily put it on any toilet seat and they could go to the bathroom in in a normal bathroom. And so especially during those times when I was still carrying a diaper bag for them and I had some, you know, underwear and clothes still with me in a diaper bag just in case things went south. That stayed with us for a super long time. And then the nice thing about that was even as they got a little bit older and were more confidently potty trained, they still need help on those big toilets when you're out and about. Um, So having that stayed with us for a long time. I carried that for a while. So that was super helpful. Didn't even know that existed. Yeah, I I didn't either for the first two. Yeah, that was really helpful. The other thing is just when you think you've accomplished the task... Keep extra Do not things let in. Your car down. <laughs> you have not. Keep extra, like at least one little, you know, pl- Ziploc bag of clean underwear and clean shorts in your Absolutely. car at all times. Because just when you and think wipes. you've done it, because you'll need to wipe those legs. Mm-hmm. 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 So that Agreed. that would be my other tip. Yeah, I think it's really important that the child can dress themselves. Oh, yeah, on the bottoms, because there were times that. I was on the phone, you know, or doing something and my child really had to go. And when they did not know how to do that themselves, then they would go in their pants and they felt discouraged and upset because they couldn't, I didn't help them fast enough to get there. But if they're confident and they're able to do that themselves, like do not buy. Okay. I don't, I, I know it looks cute because I used to you know, want my kids to get like baby gap clothes. And yes. it's really cute to have like the, the corduroys that, you know, have the, have the button and yeah. Yeah. kids can't use that. No, 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 no. Elastic, elastic. Yes. That's, Keep it that's, going. that's a really helpful thing. Really making sure that it's user-friendly, right? For them John to. John was really good at reminding me too, during those years of, if we have other people caring for our kids, we need to not create such elaborate routines Ooh. that the people caring for them can't mimic that. And then the child is not successful. So creating things that are simplified and streamlined. And like you said, the independence component of it, I think those are all really important. The other thing is hanging there, right? It will happen. They're not oh, going to be 16-year-olds wearing a diaper. Um, I will say there are a few accomplishments I've ever had in my life that were as impactful to me as when my child finally potty trained. Like I remember one of my kids potty training and I thought – you know, I've done amazing things in my life, <laughs> had jobs, graduated college, yeah. none of it compared to the amount of success and accomplishment mm. that I felt like it was a meaningful moment. I in like my where life. you're going with this. So it's almost like instead of the celebration party for the child. Yes. The yes. parents should have a celebration yeah. party. Especially when your kid turns 18. I feel like at that point, like <laughs> mom and dad should get like, congratulations, you did it. I, I would hope so. Yeah. And then again at 26. Like, good, they made it another eight years. <laughs> the most challenging, dangerous. <laughs> good, yeah. I'm not completely in debt. I mean, I still no. have like $5 to my name. There so I'm going to celebrate See? that $5. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, I do think it is important to recognize the the work that you've done as a parent when they've accomplished these things and, and to not, um, to only look at the negative side of it as a, a limiting way to look at it. The reality is, is it is hard and, and, and whether, even if potty training came easy, there's plenty of other things that are not. And so being able to celebrate when those things happen to feel like you did it. And to not be afraid to solicit the wisdom of other people 
around you. And that's a great thing about being a part of a church community because you've got varying ages in the community that you've hopefully built up relationships with that can offer you that guidance and support. And there might be a day when it's like, it was a hard day today. I'm at my wits end. I need a little bit of release for someone to be able to kind of step in to give you that break so that you can rejuvenate yourself. Um, So you're not frustrated, you know, you're not showing that stress and frustration with the kids who are going through just as much as you are trying to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John. So from a parent, from a dad's perspective, Uh, did you learn any tips along the way of, of like helping your kids with potty training or do you have any funny? I found out, I found out what kind of wine Mandy likes. Whatever. I was just, so you were the relief uh, effort. Sure is that you what you're are. saying? You, you were the relief effort. Was huh? was it? No, I, I, the funniest part is though, I think we broke the diaper genie because we had so many diapers. Oh, you know. I just remember. I just I remember. I don't think this, it really helped with the smell. Yeah, I don't oh. think. I just remember the what? stench. No. Like I remember. I remember even getting used to it after so many years, <laughs> and then you go into somebody else's house that smells clean. You're like, oh, you know, and then you go back home to your house, and you're thinking. Oh man, this house you know smells what terrible. I, you know what was a disgusting thing for me is when you had to empty the diaper genie, and then yeah, you saw like, uh, yeah, you know, no. like all the pool. The, the pool floats. That's what it yeah. looks like—a little divider. <laughs> a buoy. Yeah. It was like a, a smelly buoy yeah. for like a pool that would just kind of come out of the waste can. No, I think I think by the third child we just threw it in the garbage because we we are <laughs> emptying the garbage so frequently it didn't matter at that point. Well, and I will say, and I I think this is probably true in this area. The my friends who are younger parents, the return to cloth diapering has been a real big movement. And that's right. I think that that is admirable. Um, I feel like, you know, you need to know what your limits are as far as, um, you know, recognizing that. Uh, so one of my friends was a cloth diapering mama and threw out her back really bad. Like she ended up with back surgery at the end of this two month ordeal. And so being able for her to say, I'm just going to let go of that at this time. Like I can't also manage That's a great cloth point. diapering. So I think, you know, I think there are some really great things about a lot of what we have right now, as far as a lot of parenting advice and a lot of resources and techniques and how you can do it. But the reality is, is you kind of need to look realistically at, at what you can handle. And to your point of accepting advice, to not just assume that people who are giving advice um, know what are wrong. Doing. Yeah. Or know what they're doing. Yeah. Don't. So you got to do what works for your family, I guess is what I'm saying. So you basically just had a conversation about potty training and the answer is you just got to wing it. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's, it's important. I think we're trying to encourage people that everything that you thought that you knew, there's a lot more. And even though you develop a plan of attack, I'm just going to call this a plan of attack, right? Because you're preparing this, like you, you're doing some research, you're trying to figure out when's the right time. And when you're ready to go and you're in the moment, it's okay to stop and say, hold on a second, need to reevaluate. I need to do this differently. Or this isn't working for this child. I need a new idea. Yeah. Uh, because I think if I remember correctly, we did it different for every one of our three yeah, children. We did too. We did too. It wasn't the same thing. Uh-oh. And it's great if, if you can do that and it works out for your family, but be prepared that it's not. And to take a step back and say, okay, well, now I need to reevaluate or do something a little bit different. Yeah, I feel like that is a lesson 
that repeats and repeats and repeats in parenting mm. the whole time through and keeping that sense of humor of it's a messy job. Yeah. It's a messy job. <laughs> so in a very literal I, way. I just remember the worst fear was getting in the car with them and just, <laughs> I actually agree with you because, I mean, because you have, you, you have no control. Like if they're, at, if they're at home, something happens, you, you deal with the situation. Car seats. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah. Cloth, the cloth uh, covering yeah. on these car seats, which at the time that we had kids, it wasn't very easy to take that off. I don't know if it's different yeah. today, but it was yeah. very difficult to take that off to wash it, hope it didn't shrink in the process of drying it, that it would go back onto the whole mm-hmm. plastic yeah. device. But I was always fearful leaving the yeah. house. You know, are, are, am I going to be able to get to the bathroom? Uh, you know, is something going to happen in the car? Is it going to happen when we're about? I, I guess I lived in fear a lot. Huh. <laughs> Well, I didn't, I didn't realize that till now. <laughs> as an adult, when you're 25, 26 years old, when you have a kiddo, you leave the house most days not worried about pooping or peeing. Like, it's not something that when you leave the house in the morning, you're like, what about pooping and peeing today? But when you're potty training, you, you think about it so much more than oh, you ever all thought the time. you would in your entire life. So, yeah, I don't know that it's fear. I think it's practical. <laughs> I like how it's, you're sugarcoating. It's all not like you need to trust in the Holy Spirit. This better. is real. Oh, you know, you know some poop to clean up. But you bring up a great point because once again, how can prayer, you yeah. know, and and being connected to your faith help you through this? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's okay to say, okay, I need I need a pause and I need a break and I need to really pray right now and get some strength to get through the rest of the day because. Yeah. It's been frustrating. Mm-hmm. And to remind yourselves too, and this is, there was a book that was given to me uh, called Holiness for House, Housewives when I was a uh, young Ooh. mom. It's really okay. good. Huh. And um, and St. Francis de Sales kind of talks about this too, but both of them kind of saying, this is where your holiness lies. So don't worry so much about going to the food pantry and feeding the homeless. Don't beat yourself up if you, you know, can't do some of these works of mercy. You're doing it on a day-to-day basis. And so being able to serve right. the little ones in the midst of their messy underwear Feed and the crying, hungry, you know. Clothe and, the naked, yeah. even if they don't want to wear their clothes. Jesus didn't <laughs> Jesus didn't say wipe their bottoms, but I feel like it's a spirit of the law, less the letter of the law. Right. I'm pretty sure there's an eighth work of mercy in there. So, I know definitely there is at least one of my children that um, did not like to wear clothes at all, and that made it a real challenge. But the, <laughs> the other ones, it was not a problem. Um, you know, maybe it's a whole other topic discussion of like, you know, weaning off the bottle and, and, and pacifiers, and how do you go about doing that? But again, these are just different stages of parenting. It's, it's, it's a new challenge challenge each one that we get through yes. but with god's grace we can get yeah. through all of it it's so true not only as a parent by ourselves but if you've got that companionship and that support of your spouse you know hopefully that you you are armed well and yeah. supported yeah and even if you don't if you're a single parent um or you are you know your husband works a lot of husband hours. Works the hours or you're sharing custody or something like that finding those companions that get along with you that understand you know you just need to call and be like oh my gosh i cannot clean up another poopy pair of underwear today like i just want to throw them away and giving your permission self-permission if you can sometimes to just throw away the underwear don't try and save it 
Like yeah. it's, you know, you can, they have underwear at the dollar store. Buy a bunch of dollar store underwear for the moment and let's get through there. But don't, you know, letting it go sometimes and saying, I'm just going to not clean that is <laughs> also okay. Well, on that last bit of advice, I go. think we have probably summarized enough suggestions here. That's it. <laughs> but feel free if you have some tips or suggestions that you think would benefit others, you know, just tag and, and comment on that feed that we place on our social media on Facebook and, and share it with others. And thank you so much. We really appreciate you listening and uh, listening to our stories. And we'll see you next time when we talk Stuck in the Cry Room. Bye.